Once upon a time, keeping track of the good, the bad, and the ugly when it came to new fall television shows was pretty simple. Then came cable and the internet and streaming. And now <laughs> it's anything but simple. Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host for the Plugged In Show. Focus on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Thanks for joining us today. You know, trying to figure out what's worth watching on TV is not for the faint-hearted. I mean, where once there might have been a couple dozen or so options to consider, now there are hundreds. Or, you know, if you take a deep dive into Netflix International Catalog, maybe thousands of options. I actually saw an article recently that said when the average person sits down to watch TV, it takes them nine minutes to figure out what choice they're going to make. So, you know, almost <laughs> half of a sitcom, that's how paralyzed we are because of the amount of choice that we have these days. Well, if you're looking for some guidance in this area, you've come to the right place. Holiday breaks and, and you know, perhaps more COVID lockdowns are almost upon us. And you might just want some hot tips on what's worth watching, what you should definitely avoid, and what might be lurking in the murky middle when it comes to your television options today. Joining me for today's conversation are Paul Acey, Kristen Smith, Emily Clark, and Jonathan McKee. Well, what was the last TV show you personally were excited to watch? And if you watched it, did it live up to your expectations? Okay. I'm going to go what you're first. Say. I, know. I know what oh, you're going to say. I know what you're going to say, Guys, I too. just reviewed the season five premiere of This Is Us. Oh, boy. I know that there are content issues to navigate, so bear with me. But I cried. I laughed. It was it better is, than Cats. It was better. And it is so good. And I was very excited. So just so you know, you know. That was my favorite. You are our it. resident This Is Us <laughs> fangirl so extraordinaire. If, if anybody would like to get a Christmas present for Kristen this year, I think a, a, a T-shirt, a This Is Us T-shirt would Please be appropriate. Please and thank you. Uh, yes. A, a This Is Us hat. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I got to go quickly before Paul and Adam, because I've got to say Mandalorian before they do. Uh, oh, uh, what's wrong? Because I, I knew picture. they were going to go with the Star Wars oh, one. And I honestly, I just was excited about it. I mean, I don't think like it's a perfect show. I don't think it. I mean, I probably wasn't. I was probably even just a little bit disappointed because my expectations were so high because I was so excited for the Star Wars universe. And don't I felt be like a hater on some the of the acting wasn't great. But I mean, overall, I was just excited and it was cool and it was just fun to see Star Wars on TV. So I don't know. It was, so, for me, it was excited. I, my my nerdliness is just coming out. So far, everything is falling exactly as I knew it would. Star Wars and This Is Us. I mean, oh I watched goodness. Mandalorian. Just FYI, it oh, was good. Okay, did good. you understand any of it? Kind oh, of, man. but go ahead, Paul. <laughs> so, Jonathan, <laughs> I just have to say that was kind of a jerk move taking that show. <laughs> I was all ready to dive into the Mandalorian. Uh, I'm very, yeah, very. I'm bitter. actually mentally scrambling for my second pick <laughs> as well. You guys could just say the so, same thing. Paul, I think you need to keep talking while I continue right, to grind right. mentally so, on my second choice. So my second choice would have been, and this is going to be very, very inappropriate, but you'll understand when I say it, The Haunting of Hill House. What? What? Help, help me Bly, understand. Hill House? Bly Manor? Bly Manor was the second one. Oh, but Hill House I was okay. excited about because it's a Netflix horror show that came out last year, 2019. The thing was, 
The Haunting. We've had this discussion on on horror movies. Right. The Haunting yeah, yeah. was a 1963 black and white movie that is G-rated. It was... Is Mickey Mouse in it? No, no, but it is an excellent <laughs> hey, haunted Goofy, house scared. movie. It's great. And it, it and it sort of became like like yearly watching for our family in October. So I was ah. very excited when, uh, when Netflix came out with The Haunting of Hill House uh, because I thought, well, maybe it'll be okay. Maybe it'll be certainly better than the 1999 version of The Haunting, which was terrible. Um, I was... <laughs> I have to say it was it was scary, but it wasn't the original. So I, I have to say I was a little disappointed with what I saw on mm. Netflix. Mm. <laughs> Emily, talk to us about your TV. <laughs> um, so in terms of fall TV, I think I was actually really looking forward to seeing Woke. And that's yes. just because I Me really too. like Lamorne Morris, who's the star of the show. Same. And um, I thought he was going to be really funny and there were parts of it that were really funny but it wasn't quite as funny as I had hoped um so I was a little let down by that and there were of course were other content issues to navigate so it'll kind of be a non-starter for some of our listeners but yeah I was a little let down I was like oh meh, it's okay it's not it's not something I would re-watch I think the one time was more than enough so yeah I totally agree I was really excited for him because he's super funny but yeah. I felt the same way well, my, my predictable pick was also The Mandalorian. There so you go. Jonathan was <laughs> yes. wise, if perhaps jerky, Good in job, Paul's Jonathan. estimation, <laughs> uh, to, uh, to dive in there quickly. Um, I don't have anything that I w- was looking forward to this fall, but last spring we watched, we actually were really looking forward to the second season of Manifest, which I believe was on NBC. Correct. Um, and... Manifest is sort of lost light in some mm-hmm. ways. There's a plane, it disappears. There are people who are on the plane. Weird, vaguely supernatural things happen to them as they try to figure out yeah, what just happened. Uh, and, you know, some content for an NBC drama, but not too bad. Uh, my 14-year-old absolutely has loved the show. Yeah, so, and it has some spiritual And it has in some it. spiritual stuff. Mm, yeah. So. That is my contribution to our opening question today. <laughs> well, as I mentioned a bit earlier, TV ain't what it used to be. It's actually so much more. Our collective appetite for content has yielded hundreds, maybe thousands of channels and streaming services. And for the old fogies, network television, at least technically, still it exists, does. right? It does. <laughs> Even if it's not the the shared experience culture shaper it was a generation ago i mean even even as late as perhaps the late 90s nbc had must see tv on thursday nights and that was one that they even rotated it sort of started out with cosby and cheers and some other things and eventually morphed into seinfeld and friends i think uh and those were shows that people went to work the next day and they talked about you know they were water cooler shows and and maybe, you know, something like Game of Thrones or Stranger Things still represents a water cooler moment. But but the problem is when they release these shows, you know, in their entirety, you don't get to just talk about an episode. You have to have this disclaimer conversation on the front end. Well, how many episodes did you watch? Mm-hmm. You know, and so Spoiler alert. <laughs> even with the things that, that generate cultural buzz these days, it's different. And yeah. 
And there's all sorts of stuff out there that you may not even be aware of. And that's, you know, kind of what I want to talk about today is stuff maybe you haven't heard of, as well as the highs and lows and everything in between. Well, you know, Plugged In is obviously best known for our movie reviews, but if you've never explored other elements on our site, our TV reviews are a huge portion of what we do. We do typically anywhere from three to five or six TV shows a week. Sometimes eight. Sometimes eight. And Paul, I'm glad you've chimed in because I want you to give our listeners a sense of how we go about reviewing TV because it's a little bit... It's a little bit different due to the episodic nature of television reviews. So what's our structure in our reviews look like? It's a really difficult thing to sort of wrangle in the style that we do, to be honest with you. It, this is something that actually we've talked as a team about over and a over lot. and over. Yeah. Every year, How do we, we sort of talk about how do we do TV better because we know that TV is so very, very important. But because of the structure of TV, we're not able to give the down, nitty-gritty, um, episodic reviews like we would with, with movies. It's with, just impossible. It's just yeah, impossible. You can't watch every single episode. And yeah, we're talking about not necessarily being able to review every single episode right. of every single series. Right. So, now, so there what are do some do? that we do. Yeah. What's yeah. the workaround? So what we typically do is we watch a handful of episodes, sometimes just one, sometimes as many as in This Is Us's case. We review that almost yes. every week. Or 13 um, Reasons Why. Or 13 Reasons yeah. Why, which I actually binged and watched all night long one night so we could get the review up. Yep. Um, <laughs> depends really on the, on the, on the um, cultural buzz of the show. Right. right. How yeah. much we actually pay attention to it. So we, we try to give our readers a sense of what to expect knowing that our our reviews are not going to be complete that knowing that that some future episodes could contain some surprises and that's that's an unfortunate thing for me because i hate when our readers might get an unfortunate surprise but the nature of the beat is is just that yes yeah, so i think we also try to do like like during the week we'll try to get out a kids show something geared toward teens and then adults as well i don't always think we do that but we try to do that yeah i think that we've done a lot better job recently it used to be just me doing the reviews Kristen and emily have done a fantastic job of picking up the slack and i think that we might actually review more tv than we do movies now yeah we review a lot of television and and i would also add that each week we will typically review normally two shows that are new shows for us that we haven't put an eyeball on before and structurally we have sort of an introduction and an overview and then we'll do an episode review of the episode we watched which kind of combines all of the content areas that we would have in a movie review into a a little bit shorter a little bit you know more summarized Mm -hmm. uh kind of structure and then we'll typically do anywhere from two to four what we call in-house episode pickups. So we'll go back to a buzzworthy show from last year. We'll go back to something that we've looked at before, you know, with really high profile stuff, whether it's Game of Thrones or This Is Us or sometimes The Walking Dead in seasons past mm-hmm. or Stranger Things. We might review two or three or four episodes depending on Again, how much, how the much cultural cachet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with regard to the things that may turn up in later episodes, uh, we have a fantastic um, group of constituents who will say, hey, I know you guys reviewed this show. This turned up in a later episode. Go back and check that out. So if you're ever reading something and you're like, man, it seems like they missed this, but maybe they didn't 
review that episode. Please help us. You know, shoot us <laughs> Absolutely. An, an, an email. So I mean, when yeah. we're talking about really, especially TV, but all entertainment, this is a group activity. I think that we all need to be helping each other right. keep yes. keep abreast of it because as much as much TV as we have to review, we just can't get to everything. So we're looking for all the help we can. Right. And you can shoot us an email on that at letters at pluggedin.com and that will find its way to us or dm us on facebook and instagram correct well paul and emily and Kristen, as we've already mentioned are our primary tv reviewers and jonathan i know you watch a lot of tv too um of everything you've seen recently what would you say are some of the best choices for families and kind of what age range are we talking about with some of those shows okay i i guess i'll go first i think for adults uh this is us and virgin river Mostly those are my preferences, so haters, do what you got to do. <laughs> Teens and adults, too. The Mandal- Noted. <laughs> the Mandalorian, obviously. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, for kids, um, there's actually a lot of great choices for kids, like the Magic School Bus Rides Again, which is so fun to see that. Um, Carmen San Diego, Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous is super fun. Um, and then the Investigators in, is an Australian-based, right? yes, Investigators, yeah, it's um, an Australian-based show. It's I ended up reviewing it. I was very pleasantly surprised. The acting is really great, and it's super educational. And, and does fun. it have Australian accents? Indeed, it does. So it makes it better. <laughs> One thing to note here is that that actually Kristen reviews the majority of our kids' shows. Yeah. Would you right. say? Yeah. I mean, you really are on the kids' TV beat, so you really have that world nailed down yeah there's i mean there's there's so much we don't i feel like we have so much more work to do i think for littles too mickey mouse mixed up adventures and then mira royal detective is on disney and mixed up adventures kind of picks up where mickey mouse clubhouse left off i don't know if it picks up it just kind of does something a little different it's basically the same thing just a little (laughs) different yeah i mean it's still a talking mouse exactly exactly (laughs) yeah the the TV that I actually review, if if Kristen is on the kids beat, I'm on the terrible show beat. Uh, I would argue that <laughs> there you go, I Emily. Tell him on the terrible show <laughs> beat because you're asking us for recommendations. I literally have. I can't recommend well, anything that I've reviewed recently. When I ask about things to avoid, you'll have a <laughs> no, lot it, to contribute. And actually, Emily, I think that there's a lot of truth to that. I, I when I was looking through the list of, of things that I've reviewed, exactly, I didn't see much of it's anything hard. that would be plugged in friendly. Now, that's not to say that there aren't some really strongly written shows that have compelling stories. Oh, absolutely, but yeah. Man, the content just seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. And I know we're going to be talking about that later. The one thing that I've reviewed that I think might land in a potential family viewing area would be The Mandalorian. Yeah. Okay. And remember, yeah. these are all age-based, right? Like, we have to keep in mind that not this isn't for, like, the whole Correct. family always. Paul, I cannot agree more when you say that the content has got worse. And I don't want to sound like that, you know, like grumpy old man of like, when I was a kid, we used to walk to school <laughs> no. barefoot, you know. But, but I, I, I literally, it, it is, as I was kind of, you know, I knew we were going to be talking about this, and I was kind of looking for what is out now i mean you know that's current that's good and i you know i even tried like my wife and i watched a pilot of la's finest because we thought okay this is a police show it's a buddy show it's two girl cops we'll see what it's like you know and it was just it was really sad to me i mean you know one of the girls was married but the other one was just like a playa and she was like sleeping around and 
in the morning, she was like, what are you still here to the guy? Get out of here. You know, it was like she was making it so obvious that it was this one night stand. And it was just so morally bankrupt. And it just kind of made me sad because I've tried a lot of new shows. And I mean, with the exception of... Thank you, Kristen. Virgin River, uh, some of these That's almost like right. Netflix, you know, Heartland, uh, Adam, you might talk about, you know, Mandalorian, pre- pretty clean. Um, you know, you could probably look at maybe Last Man Standing is pretty good comedy that's been on for a while, sure. you know, and, and probably good family viewing. But man, I mean, even me, I go back and I'm watching old monk episodes, you know, I, I, you know, I'm trying to find stuff. And when you even search for clean TV shows today, first of all, you'll find a bunch of stuff that's not, you know, you'll find clean TV shows like The Crown, you know, and, um, and, and, <laughs> right, and, right. and you'll see stuff and like that, that on the list sometimes that every once in a while you got to be careful of. Um, but, yep. but yeah, it's, it's, it's really discouraging because, um, not a ton of stuff out there. So I think my list is going to have to be many of those things that have been said, like Virgin River, Mandalorian, I'd say Last Man Standing. Um, you know, you could go with some of the ones like American Idol and some of the, you know, music shows uh, and stuff. A lot of families mm-hmm. like watching that kind of mm-hmm. stuff together. But other than that, man, it's to me, it's back to Netflix and Hulu and, um, Amazon Prime watching the old stuff. Well, it's funny you should say that because I would say in our family, uh, when I'm not trying to pry the remote out of my girls' hands as they binge watch When Calls the Heart for the 14th time. <laughs> uh, and this is a, a Hallmark show. Don't sound so happy about it. No, it's, it's a terrific show. Um, they seem to have infinite capacity for, I'm like, you know, we've seen this one, <laughs> right? So I guess if I can watch Star Wars 300 times, they can watch when calls the heart twice. Um, but it's a, it's sort of a period drama that's set in Canada in the early 20th century, late 19th century. I'm not exactly sure the timing. Um, but the other things that we watch, um, we do watch a fair bit of reality TV. And I think our favorite as a family is American Ninja warrior. Um, and it, it, there's drama, there's tension, um, it's exciting. Th- there is a kind of gender equality there. I mean, they really focus on on both genders, and and you think you can be one until you go to a playground and try to do the same thing, no, no, and no. you can't be one. No, I cannot I, be one. No, I'm American. Well, I, they don't even have a category for it. <laughs> <laughs> Suffice it to say, ninja and warrior are not in my job description. <laughs> um, but my daughters, you know, we follow, not follow in terms of like social media, but we're aware of the people from previous seasons who've done really well. Uh, and we also watch America's Got Talent, which sort of is a teaching kind of opportunity. It's a teachable moment because I would say about half of the stuff on there is really pretty great and pretty inspiring. And probably about half of it has content stuff that we have to navigate. You know, one time they had a medium on who was going to do a seance as a part of his thing. And my kids weren't familiar with that. And so (laughs) I said, you know what, we're going to just turn this off right now and talk about what this is and why we have concerns about it spiritually. Good. Uh, So as much as I find reality TV uh, and some of these contests kind of inane, with some of these shows, you're on the cleaner end of things. Now, you know, you get into The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. We're not in clean territory anymore. Uh, but Yeah. 
What you say, I think, really points to one of the difficulties of both reviewing and watching TV yeah. is that you can have a very, very reliable show. We talked a little bit about The Crown, how, how often it can be very clean. Sometimes it is not clean at all. Sometimes these, these content issues can just jump out of nowhere. And even in reality shows, you have these these moments where you just have to be cognizant that you can be surprised. Right. And when it comes to how parents watch TV with their kids, that's where the discussion, that's where the open lines of communication become really, really important. Because if you choose to watch a show and then you get surprised, you have to be willing to navigate yeah. some of those issues. Well, yeah. and we were watching Ellen's Game of Games and they had two contestants on. It was two women who announced that they had just gotten engaged. And my daughter asked about that. And it was another one of those moments where we... We hit the pause button and said, okay, we're going to talk about this issue as a family. And, and so that's you know, just another example. Well, that's cool. And the pause button is one of those you know, great you know, discussion moment things if you don't do it too often. Because there was times literally where I hit the pause button and my kids all at once were like, oh, dad, we know. <laughs> Teachable moment. We know. And the thing that they would say is they'd be like, dad, not another lecture. So I think the mistake I made big time is I thought, here's my chance to share my great knowledge with my children, where what I really should have done is ask questions, you know, because at a moment, okay, like, like you that. said, where a medium's coming on a show or something like that, that's a great one. Like, hey, is, is, is it okay to, you know, call up a ghost? You know, what do you guys know about that? What does scripture say? Huh? Well, where would we Good. where you would we call. look in scripture? You know, <laughs> Who are you gonna and, call? And, and try try to start asking <laughs> these questions a little bit to to engage that dialogue, not that monologue. That's a mistake. Yeah, I, made. I like that, Jonathan. Man, you just put me in my place here. I thought I was doing great, but it <laughs> turns out I should have been asking questions <laughs> oh, the no. entire time. No, I'm I'm totally kidding. That's that's right because I think that that we are better able to create dialogue when we're asking questions that invite our kids to reflect on what they've just seen rather than saying, here's what you should be thinking about this. I mean, um, yeah, because like there chances are, especially if you do press the pause button a lot, your kids probably already know what you're going to say. So, right. you know, rather than <laughs> give them the same lecture again, ask them if they actually know what's going on. And... Or if they heard the first one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, then we won't be like, oh, seriously, dad, again? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although it is sort of our job as dads to make our kids roll their eyes and raise their eyebrows. <laughs> so, you know, it's. That ticks off an important box in our job description. Well, we've touched on it a little bit, but what are some of the trends that we have seen in TV? And, and we've talked a little bit about content. So if there are you know, particularly egregious examples, now would be the time to talk about those too. So one of the trends I'm actually noticing in those shows that are coming out, that are releasing new seasons this uh, fall a lot of them are actually incorporating the coronavirus yes. into their storylines. Oh, that's interesting. Which I, I think mm -hmm. it's very interesting because you see characters wearing masks, you see characters, yep. you know, trying to practice social distancing. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and then another tr another trend, and this has kind of been more of an overarching theme over the past couple of years, I think, is the intensity of the content that we see. We, okay. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that it, TV producers are getting better at 
paying money to have better effects. So, you know, whereas it used to be like really obvious, like, oh, here's some red corn syrup for blood. <laughs> now it's like this super gory, intense Yeah, stuff that's so true. They're finding cheaper ways to do the same stuff and make it look better. Um, but like, honestly, when I'm watching a network show, I usually... You can usually take those yep. for what they are. Yep. But if I'm watching a streaming show, like something that was created by Netflix or by Hulu or by Amazon, if you don't see a content, unless it's a kid's show, and sometimes even then, if you don't see something that's an obvious content concern in the first episode, wait for it because it's coming. Hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I, I totally hear you. I think to to go off what you were saying about the kids' shows, what has surprised me, I, I watched um, Transformers. And I forget which it's one more it than was. meets the eye, isn't it? Yes. Oh <laughs> okay. <laughs> there was one of those dad jokes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, Transformers is there was some language in there, and I was sitting there like I, I thought I might let my son watch it, and then I I was watching. I'm like, no, I don't want him going around saying this stuff. So that was kind of surprising. And then there are some other kids shows that I'm like, why why is this created? Like, what does this benefit? There's no educational value at all. So I, I reviewed Bread Barbershop, and the whole 12 minutes I sat there, I wanted to just, like, rip my like eyeballs out. it was a out. long 12 minutes. It was the longest 12 minutes of my life, and it was pointless. It's a good thing you're getting paid to do that. That's right. That's right. That's you right. know, one of the things that I've actually noticed when I've been watching TV and reviewing it is how much spirituality there is in there. Yeah. As the country theoretically becomes more and more secular, you find that more and more spirituality is sort of working its way into a lot of these shows. I just watched Raised by Wolves by Ridley Scott on HBO Max. That had a ton of spirituality. The Boys on Amazon has some some odd spirituality. This does not mean that it's Blood good. Blood of Zeus. Blood right. of Zeus. This does not mean that it's good spirituality. This is stuff that, that, that parents and, and even people who are just watching for themselves need to be aware of because yep. it can be very muddying for a Christian worldview, but there's a ton of interest, and I think that 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 speaks to our inherent desire for something transcendent, yeah, to reach for something beyond what we can see and hear and touch. Well, and I, and I think we can go all the way back. Well, you can go a long ways back on that one. I mean, you can go back to the Twilight Zone. Uh, you can go. I think, especially, I think the X Files, even though it's been 25, almost 30 years ago now. The idea of the truth is out there, you know, and just sort of exploring what do we know about reality? And I think in some ways, secularism is not very satisfying to our souls. Right. And I think right. that you're you're absolutely right to note that um, we have a longing for transcendent meaning and purpose. And that's showing up in all kinds of ways in these shows. And it could be that if you have older teens who are watching some of these shows, uh, you know, they wouldn't be appropriate for a younger audience, but if your kids are older kids are watching them, I think there are conversation starters there potentially. Yeah. I don't mean to, well, crush the ship, but I think another thing that we, that I see a lot and that parents need to watch out for it. We've talked about this before is just sexuality and teen shows that's now yep. creeping into yeah. kids shows. Yes. And so it really feels like there's an agenda pushing to for kids to talk about sexuality at a really young age when they don't even understand it. Oh, yeah, think it. of the Babysitter's Club. Yeah. You know, oh, I think yeah. it was like the third or fourth episode in, they had a very, very young transgender girl mm -hmm. on that show, and I was... I was shocked because I was like, that seems like that's a, you know, grown up issue. But OK, we're going to have a little kid talk about it and correct adults about it and right. such. So. And, and talk about it in a 
not just a passing reference. Like we've oh, no, seen it, it with it was the focus of the exactly. episode. I mean, we, we've yeah. seen it with even some Disney shows where there will be sort of an introduction of a same gendered couple, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But this is an entire plot point, yeah. yep. you know, turning around this cultural issue. Yeah, I think it's just important to remember that kids are kids are hearing and seeing this in school. And so obviously, you know, in a secular world, it's going to be on TV. And so as yep. parents learning how to navigate this and have these conversations early, even when you don't want to, we can't pretend that it doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, I'm going to use one of the words you just used, conversation, to sort of bring us in for a landing here today. Uh, I think this has been a great conversation, and I love it when we get started talking and I feel like we could go for three hours, <laughs> yeah, and exactly. it feels like this is a conversation we could have had for three hours, but my hope for you who are listening today is that there have been some kernels of information, maybe shows you haven't been aware of before, or ways of thinking about television that gives you the ability to take that next step in your family. And we want to be a catalyst for conversation. We want to be a catalyst for conversation between you and your kids and and maybe even, you know, between spouses because we don't always see eye to eye with the people we're married to on these things. And so we want you to be talking about this stuff, what's appropriate, what's good, yeah. what's bad. How do we wrestle with this? Uh, And that's really why Plugged In exists. We exist as a resource to give you everything you need to know to make a wise and discerning decision for your family, for your kids. And, you know, sometimes we'll make a decision that other families might make a really different one. It doesn't mean there's automatically a black and white slam dunk answer. Although sometimes, you know, (laughs) (laughs) there can be in the really extreme cases, there is that kind of answer. So what about you? We would love to hear about either what you're watching and enjoying or what you would like us to review. And and honestly, we would really love to hear from you because there's so much stuff out there. So what are you curious about? What are your kids into? Let us know. There are a couple ways you can do that. Our Facebook and Instagram pages are easy peasy. You can DM us there or leave a comment for us on the blog for this episode, which will also include links to all of the shows and maybe a few other things that we've talked about today. Um, And just like we asked for YouTube channel suggestions a while back, a bunch of you gave us enough ideas to keep us busy for six months. We would love to have something similar happen (laughs) with TV shows. So take a look at, at what we have already reviewed and help us fill in where those holes are. And as our thank you for being a part of the Plugged In Show family, today for a gift of any amount, we would love to send you a copy of Mr. Paul Acey's most excellent tome, (laughs) Analyzing Popular Culture, Burning Bush 2.0, How Pop Culture Replaced the Prophet. And what I love about what Paul does in this book is he helps us to think through not only the content issues, but the worldview issues so that you are really equipped to engage in some of those bigger spiritual and philosophical conversations that, especially as your kids get older, my guess is even if they roll their eyes, they want to talk about this stuff. And if you can enter into their world, that's a great way to do that. Paul's book will help, and you'll find information about that uh, on our blog page for this episode. Well, on behalf of the Plugged In team, I want to say thanks so much for listening today. And as always, we look forward to connecting with you again next week for another episode of The Plugged In Show. Plugged In Show.